sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hey, everybody. It's Pop Culture Continuum bonus episode. Uh, I'm John Elliott. I'm Patrick Riccardi. And once again, we are joined by... I'm Michael Morris. Yeah, his name is actually I'm Michael Morris. Exactly. What's uh, the I am stand for? Oh, you're starting on me already. <laughs> Immature male. <laughs> oh, we're, we're all I am. Yeah. We're, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I got these two uh, ding-dongs again. And we decided, since it's the holiday season, that we would do an episode on clinical depression. Yeah, I think it <laughs> it's fitting. Um, I doubt we'll stay on this topic the whole time, uh, unless it's just going to be a 10-minute episode, because I can't imagine too many people want to listen to us talk about it. But uh, well, It'll be 10 minutes ended with, like, a gunshot blast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for making myself laugh. God damn it, Mike. <laughs> a bit of professionalism when you're on this podcast, please. <laughs> Uh, I think we we all dropped the ball by not doing a fake shotgun blast. I know. I I I was thinking of that, but I don't think I could do it a, a good enough job. But wait, I'll try one. <laughs> there, there's your shotgun blast. I'll, I'll insert it later uh, in, into the previous section. Pretty terrifying. So uh, clinical depression, uh, it's it's a it's a real thing. It's not it's not made up like. Uh, like ADD or uh, diabetes? Sure, it's not. No, uh, I've. Uh, well, have have we all <laughs> diabetes? Have, have we all uh, suffered from uh, depression at some point? I have. I know Pat has. I always feel like I have a, a case of the sugars. Oh, uh, depression. <laughs> I thought we were talking about diabetes. Diabetes. Oh, you can never say that, right? Yes, it's fun. The clinical depression or the diabetes? Uh, I don't call it clinical depression. That, that puts too much of a famous person gloss on. I just say depression. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Michael, any experience with depression? I think I'm experiencing it right now. Well, yeah, that's that's not <laughs> that's surprising. The, but the that's, two of us have on most people. <laughs> that's more that's more situational, I think, than uh, than any kind of chemical imbalance. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's pretty, uh, it is pretty awesome, right? You know, everything, you know, they say, uh, everything bad that happens to you makes you what you are. So, um, I guess mine made me a worthless piece of shit. <laughs> no, I always, I always hate that shit too, because I, I remember when, when I had depression and like after I got over it thinking, well, well, that wasn't really worth it. I don't, I don't think I, I grew enough from that experience to make that worthwhile. Yeah, it's, that is there's lots of awful advice that surrounds depression and that's the sort of thing it's whatever doesn't kill you is going to make you stronger well maybe i want to be weaker yeah <laughs> it, it well it will make you weaker too yeah uh, in, in a lot of ways um i had it with uh with anxiety and panic attacks too so it was like uh, double whammy so it so you're talking about like like um 
forgive my ignorance here because I did about a minute worth of Wikipediaing, Wikipediaing before this started. And so, are you talking about like real serious, like clinical, like clinical depression, or just like teenage depression? <laughs> no, well, I mean, it did start in my teens, but it was it was real, real depression. I think Pat too. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you know? How did how did either one of you know that it was depression, depression, and not like? Because uh... everyone told me to cheer up. Oh. Well, <laughs> no, that's no, that yeah, because your shit is all fucked up when you're. <laughs> I, you know that everybody knows what uh, depression is like when you're depressed for a reason, and uh, it's nothing like that. It's uh, it's it's much worse. And I knew especially because uh, people would always be like, "Well, why don't you listen to some music you like." And, and uh, that didn't do anything for me. So I knew that was one reason I knew. Also, just uh, thinking a lot about uh, suicide, probably a tip off. Huh. So, so did you? So were either one of you on medication? Uh, I I was. It didn't. I was on different medications, like starting when I was fifteen, uh, and they were pretty bad back then. Like the, the side effects were like seizures and shit. Um, and I, then I was on, on different ones throughout the years. I don't think it really did a lot for me, the medication. What about you, Pat? I never was. I had, I had therapists uh, like <clears throat> suggest it, and I, I'd always said no because I read so many things about how they would backfire for people. And I was, I was like, you know, things are really bad now, and I don't want to take something that's going to make me feel worse. So I'd rather just kind of talk it out than go on something that's not going to work for me and make me feel really, really bad. So I was a little, I was a little bit paranoid about the medicines and I really didn't want to try them. I almost tried St. John's wort and I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> and I almost, I didn't even come close. There was, I, when I was in Santa Barbara, I, 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 I had a therapist that was, that was really super nice and very nice to talk to, but she was a little bit crazy as some people can be. And she was pushing me on homeopathic, uh, anti, uh, depression medicines and i was just like you know i'm not stupid i'm just you know, i'm just a little sad was she was she licensed yes it was part of the the the, the, the pay as you uh, the school sliding scale clinic clinic she was a licensed uh therapist and now she's in san francisco so oh, i've had her yeah. no she was very she i mean she didn't judge me when i said i wasn't interested in it. I, th- I think it's a load of crap but it was just, it's just funny that that exists, that, you know, there's homeopathic cures for cancer and depression. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, secret... No, no offense to those, uh, the stupid people out there who believe in homeopathic medicine. Yeah, all you dummies, <laughs> I'm sure, are doing great um, with those <laughs> with those snake oil cures. I, I, I don't... There's lots of snake oil stuff that I'm like, well, you know, maybe it works for you. But there's no way homeopathic medicine works in any way. It's, it's just air. It's nothing. If you have the least bit of understanding of science i mean like fifth grade level i don't really know how you you can think homeopathic medicine works well there are you know i don't know what like a million years of chinese culture where they say that it works right it's a million thousand hundred something they don't use homeopathic stuff so i mean they use more uh like roots and and natural things in their medicine that stuff is fine but the homeopathic stuff is just the lack of something is going to make you feel better like the like they'll give you the essence of your disease or whatever it is it's just stupid right it's like (laughs) one one part per million Mm -hmm. um which is going to have no effect on on anything anyway uh getting off on a rant about uh, feel free to defend it we'll we'll listen i'm not even sure i understand what homeopathic medicine is i was just taking the counterpoint you know like a a respectable talk show host. <laughs> I don't know what made you think you were one of those. <laughs> oh, I didn't. 
<laughs> that was a valiant effort. <laughs> See, I try. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah, that's uh, that's just buffoonery telling telling somebody to take homeopathic medicine. If you know anything about, uh, I would think if you know anything about depression. Um, although it's it's not really. It's just one step down, basically, from a lot of the medications that are out there for. Oh, well, I think it's it's actually better than some of them. Because some of them do cause more Harms. suicidal thoughts than you had before. So that that's why I was afraid of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I will say, you know, having seizures is a nice break from depression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it certainly burdens up your day for a little while. For a bit. It, it improves sex. It, <laughs> I don't want to know. Well, Pat's Pat's girlfriend told him. Anyway. <laughs> You're much better when you're having a seizure. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, you took it the opposite way. I was, I was thinking, Michael, but it works. It works either way. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I definitely knew I had it. I mean, it was, it's, it's just way worse than mm-hmm. than normal depression, and and you kind of turn into a uh, a zombie, uh, but like a a zombie in pain. So how do you how do you know that you have clinical depression versus normal depression? Like how how do you like do you did you have, have you've been depressed like without being clinical? Oh yeah yeah I sure. Think normal depression is much more situational. It usually is, and you yeah I mean there's a reason for it. You know why? And uh, meme all died. Right. <laughs> sorry. This has nothing to do with the conversation. I was just making an announcement. I heard it on the news. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for your loss. Obama's grandmother. Oh. oh, I don't know. I love him. Um, the, yeah, it, there, there's no cause of, of that depression. And it goes on for fucking ever. And you, you just don't know what, you, you don't know why. Oh my God. It's, it's, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's uh, pretty shitty. And, uh, and your thinking is, I mean, I guess your thinking gets a little warped when just from situational depression too, but it gets, it gets really more warped where everything is like, no, oh, there's no point. I might as well just kill myself. Which is and it, uh, gets, and it gets warped also because the the stuff that works for a situation, like you say, listen to music, doesn't really work. And you you really so it's kind of a cycle because in the beginning you're like, well, maybe I can make myself feel better, and then you can't make yourself feel better. So then you're worse a worse person because you can't make yourself feel better. Right, and nobody else can make you feel better. Yeah, well, so, you guys said this was going to be funny. What happened? <laughs> we're we're working up to it. Okay, good. <laughs> Let me let me tell you about the my uh, suicide attempt. No. <laughs> no, no, I never I never seriously did it. Uh, just thought about it. Uh, yeah, no, I was I was hospitalized for depression a, a couple times. Uh, and that's that's I, that never happened to me. I had somebody say like a therapist I went to suggest, asked me if I wanted to be, and I was like, no. What was it like? Um, they they gave me some. Uh, this one time they gave me clonopin, which is an awesome drug. I mean, that turned you into a zombie too, but like the cool kind of zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, cause Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. You can just, you could probably just walk through fire on that shit. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't care one bit. Um, I mean, basically that's what they do. They, they drug you until you can cope again. Um, it's fine. You know, it was like a, a vacation, uh, but it didn't, it didn't really help much. I mean, I, I got slightly better. Um, were you committed? No, I mean, I, I checked in myself. The, okay. Well, the, the first time I was 14, so I was committed. Um, but by my parents. But, I, you know, I told them. I was like, I'm all fucked up. 
so yeah, I went in, and that's what wow. that was. That's fun trying to get uh, your junior high friends come visit you in the mental hospital because they all <laughs> they all want to come <laughs> and offer support. Well, how did how did you pick who could come and who had to stay at school? <laughs> it was uh, I had a roulette wheel. Oh, that's <laughs> you're living a life. Yeah, of my two friends. <laughs> um, I kept ending on a blank, so you're like, oh, everybody stay home. Too bad. <laughs> Should have put some names on that wheel. <laughs> don't don't touch my garbage pail kids cards right, while right. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the I think the uh, the panic attacks were almost worse than the depression because that's that's one where you really it's another thing where you're like there's no reason for it and you're just like totally freaking out all the time. Um, I've never had those. What, is it is it like a physical sin, like a heart attack, or just like you're scared? Heart attack and like you're going insane, like you're on the edge of your mind snapping, but like for hours at a time. Jeez. But like, so are you afraid of something? Like something's about to get you, like a witch? There, I mean, it, no, it's nothing concrete like that. It's but it is the fear that like if if there was a witch chasing right after you, that that's mm-hmm. the level of fear you would have. Uh, so after a while, that, that's why be, people become agoraphobic. I just got too scared to leave my room. Agoraphobic uh, is that rabbits? It, yes, exactly. I got scared to leave my room for fear that I would see a rabbit. <laughs> I'm picturing a witch dressed in black rabbit fur. <laughs> well, what else? And is I new, have Michael? to take my seizure medicine right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't take it if you've got a date coming up. No, I mean it's a it's a medicine that causes seizures. Oh, I'm thinking about the black uh, furred witch of my dreams. <laughs> don't take it if you've got a date coming up. <laughs> We uh, sorry, I'm just repeating it with you guys. are saying like it's funnier now. Um, it it so. is funnier in your voice, I think. <laughs> we should have a, like a Michael Mars filter, that, so when we talk, it will sound like him, and then everyone will laugh. Yeah, so just, and just maybe hold guys your will... nose and then talk through it, and you'll sound just like me. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that that's uh, I don't know. I don't know how any of this relates to popular culture. It doesn't. Well, I think it does. I think that, like, I thought when we talked about why we would talk about clinical depression, like, we were talking sort of, like, right after we had done the whole uh, music episode where it was, like, um, what were we listening to? The Super Crunk? The Super Chunk? Super Chunk uh, and the Replacements, yeah. The Replacements. (laughs) That's what it was. And, like, how just, like, down that guy seemed and how, like, oh, my God, like, is his life this bad all the time? And um, we, I think we were talking about that at the office. And uh, so we were talking about how it fueled um, creativity in some ways or fueled um, uh, pop culture in some ways, I guess, for some people. Oh, I think, I think, yeah. That's why we thought it would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I guess it does. It definitely fuels uh, comedians. Mm-hmm. No, totally. Comedians are probably horrible people, right? I mean, you I don't know how I know you've done some comedy. Yeah, a, a lot of the stand-up people I met at least at the level I was doing it were pretty terrible people. Yeah. Yeah, I can only imagine that they're all monsters. They're they're pretty close. The uh the last time I did it, the a bunch of the comedians made this uh this transgendered person cry. Another another comic that was there, and you could tell she was all very self-conscious and nervous and they just like tore into her and i was like i'm not i don't want to hang out with you people anymore this is this is not cool to me what kind of comedy show do you go to where they attack wait you said this after your insults didn't land 
<laughs> oh, my insults landed. I don't try to downplay my talent, Pat. I was my insults just didn't make her cry. I see. Making people cry is one of my favorite pastimes. Wow. <laughs> I've actually done it a few times, but not intentionally. I've yeah, I don't I don't know that anybody's cared enough about me to cry at anything I've said. Um Oh, I don't do it that way. I do it to hurt people. Like, Like, to give people those hard truths. You know how sometimes you tell somebody something and it's exactly the opposite of what they think is true and then the tears come? Those are my favorite moments. Sometimes I go up to kids in the mall and say, your dad's dead. They (laughs) cry and cry and cry. And then we laugh later when it turns out it was really their mom who's dead. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but but that's that's just a good practical joke. Right. I, I think I think that's fair. I, yeah. Uh, well, you know, Michael, people do not like uh, having their their giant wall of delusion that they've built up about who they are uh, shattered in one fell swoop. Uh, well, sometimes it's just a small wall of delusion, or perhaps just a reality that somebody had not considered. Because I'm thinking <laughs> of somebody that I've made cry who probably listens to the show, and I, it's it's one of those things where. Um, you have this these hopes and dreams and like this uh, you know this youthful exuberance and then some you know old wretch like me comes along and like gives you the truth <laughs> tells you to lower your expectations and then the tears just start to fall well that is something that does tie into uh pop culture that i think we could talk about a little bit mm-hmm. um get off the depression for for a minute um mm-hmm. is that i think and it's only become more and more so. I don't mean to be the old man, get off my lawn, but uh, I especially see it in, in younger people where everybody thinks they are going to be famous. Oh. And, and they think they kind of, it's their birthright to be famous. I think a lot of people think that all you have to do is make a, a YouTube video and it'll get a million hits and you'll all of a sudden be Paris Hilton or whatever. And and I, I think that's, that's kind of uh, the new American dream is to be famous, not even mm-hmm. necessarily rich or, or, you know, respected or anything. I know. They're all starting their own podcasts. They're all... Idiots. Oh, God. Pop culture it... podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I want to go back to the, the time Michael Morris made Mia cry. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> what did you say to Mia? Oh, my God. I feel like I could never make Mia cry because I don't think that there's like a brain in that head. You know what I mean? Like, I love her deeply (laughs) because she just smiles and smiles no matter what you say to her. And she is sharp and like rapid fire, like uh, responses. But there's just no light behind those eyes. Nothing, nothing really going on. (laughs) It's, it's a Stepford smile. (laughs) I'm starting to feel like John at that uh, comedy, comedy thing. What, where nobody's laughing? No, you're making somebody cry. Poor Mia, the automaton. <laughs> I love that it's become Mia that we made cry. Um, That's the only person I know that, <coughs> that, that we both know. Well, work. you know Laura yeah. as well. Oh, right. Okay. It could have been her yeah. too. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, but, no. I, no, sorry. Go ahead. No, actually, I was going to ask you guys about the um not to totally return to the issue of depression but in in conjunction with what you're talking about like kids expecting to be famous now and like you know 
I'm sure a lot of kids are dep- like blah 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 kids and blah blah. So for me, my parents were like um, like endurance experts in that um, you know well sure you're allergic to cats, but I think if we have one in the house all the time, it will <laughs> increase your um, resistance. <laughs> To cats. Or, oh, I know that you've got asthma. I know the doctor says that you could die at any moment if we have cats in the house or what have you. Well, let's see if that's true. Let's see how long you can last. And I feel like, like for a, I think it's kind of ama- for a 14 year old to actually be like taken seriously enough to be um, uh, uh, sent to any kind of uh, depression care facility when we were kids. Is kind of amazing, like because now, I mean, I think everybody's oh, I'm depressed, so immediately off to like whatever facility, you know, Happy Valley Ranch. Ranch. They're not off to facility; they're just given medicine. Yeah, or medicine, sure, drugs. Yeah, but that's, I mean, it's it's also, I mean, I certainly have friends who like ended up in like you know the local mental hospital, or that was always the rumor that people went to that kind of thing. You know, like oh, she was she was so depressed they took her to you know it was Taylor Manor in Baltimore or something like that. And that was the the bad place that everybody went who was really down. But then I think, oh my God, the things that I've been through, and my and I've always been afraid to even go to a doctor about that kind of stuff because um, my parents were like, oh yeah, you do need that medicine. We'll get that for you in a couple of days. <laughs> like, just stick your head out the window and get some fresh air until then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's. It's not that my parents weren't like that either. I think a lot of it was like, "What, what the fuck are you whining about now?" Right. Uh, but, uh, but I, I, I reached a stage where it was pretty obvious that uh, that I was all fucked in the head. And let's face it, they, they got a free vacation from John. They, they <laughs> absolutely did. They were just trying trying to time it so that they could go out of town while you were away, <laughs> as well, or not while you were away. They took your brother and sister to Disney. <laughs> staycation <laughs> to Walt Disney himself yeah <laughs> I think he I think he fondled them as he was known to do and he and he gave them his blessing which you don't have and that's been uh, pretty much the, the cross you've had to bear it's like my mark of Cain <laughs> the hurricane um, which is the tropical depression thank you um, so um, holy shit wait did you just reference the hurricane I did <laughs> Whenever I see the hurricane, I'm like, wouldn't like that be a bad name for a product? Because it's you're calling something a hurricane, and old people are so easily frightened, correct? And a hurricane comes from a tropical depression, does it not? So it's sort of like, why would you name your product after a tropical depression that becomes a, a monster storm that destroys the Philippines? I think you've pr- probably put more thought into it than anybody marketing the product <laughs> or buying the product ever did. <laughs> <laughs> I watch those commercials religiously when they come on for the hurricane because I I just don't get it. Like I don't. What is? I've never heard of this product. The hurricane. What? It's called. What? It's spelled H U R R Y cane, uh-huh. and it's a cane that has three suction cups at the bottom on a little base, so that if you're an old person, you can <laughs> leave it climb. standing. Oh, I thought it, so they could climb on the wall. Oh. <laughs> It's just so that you can get things done faster with your hurricane. I see. And then it folds up, and it's one of those terrible like commercials, like where the old lady presses the button when she falls down the stairs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've so seen it's, on TV. yeah, I've yeah. Uh, I've Sent I farted probably. and I can't get up. <laughs> exactly, and uh, um, that's the way my mind works for um, 
depression jokes. Um, <laughs> but it also makes me think about. Have you seen that guy? Seen that movie? Um, I was just watching it before I got on with you guys. Um, the Perks of Being a Wallflower. I have not seen yeah. it. I read the book. It's fun. It oh does have yeah. Hermione in it, Pat? Yeah, it it's another movie with Hermione. <laughs> Hermione. <laughs> Cat's Sorry. getting all racial now. With the... <laughs> I thought that's how you said it. Hermione. How, how are you supposed to say it? Hermione. There's a, what are you? What the hell are you talking about? Hermione. That sounds like uh, that's the wrong way to say it. It's Hermione. I like it better that way, actually. So let's call Hermione? it Hermione. All right. Hermione. Yeah. So I have also read the book, which I feel like is the is a great like encapsulation of what depression is in so many ways. Um, because it totally, it totally loses track, like two thirds of the way through. And you're like, what the fuck is going on in this book anymore? <laughs> and the movie actually fixes some of the problems in the book. And I was like, wow, this, you guys should really see it. It's on HBO right now. Um, or Showtime, one of the two, but, um, it's surprisingly better than you'd think it would be for as dumb as, as it could have been. So and for Hermione being in it, are you saying, Oh no! Go ahead, Pat. Pat's going to say she's great. Remind me. Yeah, she's great in this. She's so good in this. I think she's good in everything. John was talking about the bling ring, and the bling ring was bad. Aside from her, she was the only thing good, good thing about it. She's oh my god, good I actress. love. I love that movie. She oh. was so good in that movie. Listen, Pat. I have not talked about the bling ring yet. I will be talking about the bling ring oh. on Monday. Oh right. Oh, you girl. Do another one of your weird time travel things, girl. Anyway, um, uh, I just wanted to leave that girl hanging because I, I like I, I was trying to come up with something to, to reply to. And I thought, no, I know a lot of girls I'd like to leave hanging. Um, yeah. Hermione, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it would do any damage, frankly. Um, gorgeous though she is. Um, anyway, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Very interesting about very interesting in that it's about depression, but there's also sort of like a twist at the end. I don't know if anybody, John, you haven't read it, but Pat, you have. So I'm really unclear. I keep feeling like I keep missing this part of the movie, even though I've seen it. Like the kid is depressed because he's, his aunt died. And then there's this other weird little revelation that I'm not sure if I understand. Do you remember this? No, I don't, I don't remember the end revelation. Wasn't the, there's a, a letter. I don't remember. I feel like I'm going to spoil it for somebody. If, if well, I, maybe you guys should be a bit more vague about it. Yeah. Uh, maybe you should let's, watch let's, it. It's a short book, so let's spend the rest of the podcast. I'll just read it aloud. Wonderful. All right. No, I don't know what the hell you guys are. T- <laughs> what you guys are trying to get at? I was just getting at the fact that I don't understand the fucking movie. You know oh, what okay. I'm but that it's a really good movie about like sort of like that time when you're just in high school and depressed for high school depression reasons that turn out to be clinical depression reasons that seem to get solved. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Even with clinical depression, I think most of the time it, it gets solved. Uh, if you can wait around. Oh my God. <laughs> that sounds so grim. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people can't, can't hang on, man. Hmm. But you know, I think here's, here's the thing. If you're considering suicide out there, um, well, first of all, don't, don't do like the death by cop or or uh, jump in front of a BART train because that just fucks up everybody's day. They're, they're, then you're totally. just being a narcissist about it. Uh, and also, teenage suicide. Don't do it. My favorite song of the eighties. <laughs> um, but if you are considering suicide, just think about this: 
you are 100% going to die someday. There's no need to hasten it along. It, it'll happen. <laughs> it's inevitable. I have to say, like, I rarely am sincere about anything, and I tend to, to never really talk about, like, serious things. But, like, so my best friend in the early 90s did commit suicide after years of um, treatment for clinical depression. And when um, he died, I was like, oh, my God, like, destroyed for years. But he died right before the Internet became, like, a big thing. And, like, if he had just waited... Like, he's such an idiot. When I look back on the fact that, you, know, you idiot, you were on the cusp of, like, the world changing. Right. You know, and, like, even if you didn't see it that way, like, the world completely changed when everybody got the internet and the whole world was suddenly, like, connected to everything. And he missed all of that shit because he just couldn't, you know, suck it up and move on. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> Way to bring things down. Yeah, <laughs> send the show now. But that's another. That's another. I thought good, that was a positive message. No, <laughs> it is a good point. Like it is. Yeah. Aside from the fact that you you are going to die, so you know you will get relief at some point. You know, if if everything's just a, a litany of horrors for you. Uh, also, just think about how cool shit's going to be in another fifty years. You know, I I just want to hang out and see what happens. Yeah, I want to see what movies are coming. <laughs> think small pat <laughs> i'm waiting well, for, the, for the day when we can all be like downloaded into robot bodies and shot into outer space and like live forever i would love to do that i would love to be like you know shooting through the universe never to see another human being and like just recording information until aliens find me and i become their god <laughs> <laughs> Or something like that. That sounds reasonable. <laughs> I think uh, I think I would get tired of of living forever, like having my consciousness in a in a machine. Uh, that's that's why the whole idea of heaven doesn't appeal to me. I think really is just you know, I, I think I would get would bored after a while. So boring. What would you do? And that the, harp. Think of the assholes who would be there with you. Well, yeah, exactly. I can barely stand them now, but for eternity. I think you guys have the wrong idea of heaven. It's supposed to be everyone there is not an asshole. That's, the, that's kind of the point. But think about how There's many There's a big sign, no are. assholes allowed. <laughs> I think heaven is full of assholes. And no, that, are... There's an asshole heaven, but you presumably you're not there because you're not an asshole. I think that's on Sixth and Folsom. <laughs> I, I think... Never mind. Uh, yeah, well, presumably... I guess maybe I don't I don't know what these wacky Christians believe. Maybe you know when your non-existent soul goes up to heaven, you somehow it's only the the good parts that are left, and and maybe so maybe there's no concept of boredom. But you know that sounds terrible to me too. Somebody once explained it to me that like you the the idea anyway for some religious believers of those things is that you like forget everything and you go back to being like this mindless creature who lives in like constant worship of um, God and what was the point then what was the point of anything if yeah that's so what you're gonna do it's basically like when I was in the hospital on Klonopin. right so you've been having. <laughs> I've been, I oh it was it was pretty close to heaven. That I don't 
I don't think I've ever had heaven described, but when I was a kid, a priest gave a homily and described hell as you're sitting around this scrumptious meal. Everybody smells really good, but you have six foot chopsticks to eat it with. And I just <laughs> wanted to scream out, just use your hands. Plus, it's or, so racist. Like, you wouldn't be able to use six foot chopsticks I because know. you're not Asian. I don't because know. you're white. I don't, I don't um, know, but I just wanted to use my hands. You've got all I'm of like, eternity. Hell's not so bad for me, Father. <laughs> I, I think at some point you'd probably learn to master the six foot chopsticks. <laughs> It'd be more. Right. I would say hell would be more like you'd have six foot chopsticks, but no hands. Then that that makes sense. And just use your your mouth to eat. I I think you guys aren't really thinking through. You and that priest are peas in a pod. <laughs> in a manner of speaking. <laughs> I don't know what manner. There's I want to go back to the hmm? what voice was Michael Marsh using when he said six and Folsom? Oh, that voice? Yeah, that was a good voice. Oh, that's my um I, I drop into um uh, that's my um this is catty bitch before. voice. Catty bitch voice. <laughs> <laughs> like if you could see me, what I'm doing is I'm miming smoking a cigarette at the same time. <laughs> so it's very it's my like Betty Davis kind of uh <laughs> Um, caddy, re, de, caddy, caddy remark delivery system. <laughs> CRDS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that, that uh, Betty Davis reference will go over well with our listeners, I'm sure. Well, it should because she is amazing. All right, we're going to get into it. All right, let, now let's get school a little more on gay culture. I I do I do have to say some of the uh, the icons I don't get. Judy Garland don't don't see the appeal. Well, I Didn't thought used Judy, to. What? I thought Judy Garland was a issue where she supported. I think I thought we talked about this already. Never mind. I don't remember. Maybe we did. Well, she or was, maybe I just read it. I thought it was she. She was someone who supported gay people. So it by wasn't marrying the, them. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't that she was uh, about her town, but about her politics. Is that wrong? Um. Do you really want me to launch into Judy Garland? Because I can do it. Yes, please. I, I'm... All right, girls. Hold on, girls. <laughs> um, the uh, So Judy Garland, number one, um, her father was a doctor, I think. Um, who knows? Somewhere in the Midwest. And shamed and destroyed their family by like having relationships with um, men. And it became... Um, like well-known i'm so paraphrasing some expert out there is totally going to prove me slightly wrong but it's something like that so her father was rumored to like be gay and to have relationships with men which drove them out of their hometown and kept them moving and blah 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 and she was always sort of groomed to be a star to be a singer dancer whatever which is i guess all you could do back then because god knows there were no movies or anything like that i don't think um or they were all black and white which is equally um useless any i'm just kidding um anyway uh so judy <laughs> she must have had an affinity for like you know how that people say like you seek out men like your father or women like your mother um depending on who you're interested in and well, that i mean that is true that's why i'm dating a 67 year old right now oh, she looks pretty good for 67 go on i love her her um bedazzled hurricane it's pretty sexy she uses it to climb walls yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, so Judy Garland's. Uh, so, so it seems like she was attracted to gay men in terms of like those are the ones she married, um, and also the ones Liza married. Interesting, um, and or at least Liza dated. There's a great. I just got a copy of the Judy Garland Christmas special from 1963, I think, on DVD, which 
um, is amazing because like Liza's new boyfriend, Tommy Toon, <laughs> or so I think it's Tommy Toon. I could be totally wrong. It's it's one of those famous choreographers. Like Judy introduces Liza and her new beau, Tommy, or something, and <laughs> they come on and they do a dance routine, and it is so clear that this is a gay man dancing with her daughter. That it's like you're like, oh, Judy, open your eyes. <laughs> You got to see this, and you know scarves and like just oh, it's awful. But um, the the appeal of her is that number one, she she's sort of like not the typical beauty. If you've ever seen the movie A Star Is Born, you haven't seen this movie, but you should see it. Um, it will change your mind about Judy Garland. I hate The Wizard of Oz. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Um, but well, I mean, I hate to be the one to tell you, but uh, that that wasn't Judy Garland and. And a star is born. That was uh, Chris Christopherson. Right. I, I thought it was Al, Al Jolson. You're thinking of the Barbara Mandrell version. Okay. This this is the earlier version from the 50s or 60s. And Judy, it, basically, it's almost her life story. Like, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I, I have to interrupt. Yeah. Did you, as a gay man, just confuse Barbara Mandrell with Barbara Streisand? No, I did that on purpose. Oh, okay. That's a joke. <laughs> Okay, I was gonna see, I was gonna revoke your card. <laughs> um, funny that you caught that though. Note taken. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> you tried to stump me with another reference, and I got you right back. Um, <laughs> but Judy, like, if you look at her, um, A Star Is Born, she she goes through being like kind of not traditionally beautiful. She goes through being sort of fat in some scenes. She marries a drunk who's like code for gay like there's there's clearly some bad marriage happenings that they don't come out and tell you what's happening but it's like when they couldn't talk about gay stuff on in movies it was censored out so they made other things code for being gay and anyway in that movie she is amazing i mean she's over the top in some scenes but she is so good so much better than the judy garland in opposite of oz and if you listen to what really changed my mind about her is if you listen to um, that Judy Garland live from Carnegie Hall album, um, which um, I'm sure you can find a copy of if you know where to look, <laughs> um, is amazing. It's this little um, snippet of her personality where she's making mistakes in songs and she's she's bantering with the audience because she's like got frog in her throat. And she's sort of just like talking and friendly and you want to be her friend and you totally get why people loved her. Because even though it's like some of these old, like dreadful old marching songs and holiday songs and stuff like that, she's saying, I know that you all, that the only thing they ever let me sing is these big ballads and blah, blah, blah. I never get to sing jazz and I love jazz. And um, you just hear her interaction with the audience and with the people on stage with her. And she's absolutely like hypnotic. Like you should really listen to that album because that sort of pulled me in to want to know more about her. And when you can sort of do her banter, it's it's this amazing sort of um, uh, shorthand for the way a lot of old gay men talk. <laughs> like she says, just just it, everything's marvelous, and, and every, everything's sort of broken up the way I'm speaking right now. And she can't get a whole word out or a whole sentence out. And she's totally, um, like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's so um, relatable. And I think that's why people, like, saw that flaw and were attracted to her. 
and I feel like I've been talking for two hours. Um, so what do you two think of Judy Garland? So, well, I... D- I don't know her beyond uh, the Wizard of Oz, quite honestly, and you know, I've seen some of her performance stuff. But that's that's another thing that always uh, that always fascinates me about these gay icons is that, as you said earlier, like you don't you don't like being uh, sincere that often. But then these gay icons sing the schmaltziest songs ever, <laughs> and and is that like a way? It seems like, are you appreciating that ironically, or is that... Because to me, like like when we talk about the replacements and unsatisfied, that, that works for me. Straight ahead, there's there's no no levels there. It's just, uh, I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. And, and But but it seems with um, a lot of these people, I can't tell if you're making fun of it or if, or if you're enjoying it. Um, you know, Judy Garland and, and uh, even Liza Minnelli, you know, that kind of, and show tunes and stuff like that. Or do you really, do you really feel the emotion they're putting across? Do you enjoy it for that, or do you enjoy it because it's campy? See, I don't know that there's one answer to that question. I think that some people. Well, I was—I didn't mean the royal you. I meant you specifically. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) sorry. I wasn't trying to make you a a stand-in for all all gays on the planet. Is what I'm saying. Oh, great. Um, Thanks. Um, I would say for me personally, I like it when it's many things at once. So I don't really feel like connected to this emotion that they're singing about in these schmaltzy songs. But um, I do feel some of it. Like there's a, um, there's this great song that she has called a foggy day, I think where it's, it's corny old song about like a foggy morning in London and like how she is um, waking up alone or something like that. I can't remember. But like, there's something about that that really connects to me in when I'm riding my bike home from work in the afternoon, or in the morning when I'm riding my bike in, because the sky is like the same way or something. Um, but there's also this element of like melodrama that even she knew it was over the top melodramatic, and she made fun of it um, in her way. And to be able to love something yet also mock it. And also have like some regard of um, contempt for it or I mean, like it's all things like that's what makes it so great in that you can see it on many different levels at the same time. Whereas I agree, like um, unsatisfied, like I get that because it's one emotion and one connection and I can get directly to it as well. Right. And I, I can appreciate what you're saying, uh, too. I mean, sometimes uh, it. It's a way of of kind of lashing out against a society that you feel inhibits you or or limits you or traps you in some way to kind of mock these schmaltzy things that you're at the same time forced to do to get any kind of recognition. Um, right. I, I, and I totally appreciate that. I, I was just just uh, you know wondering what levels it was working on for you. I think it works in the same way that sometimes I hear you guys talk about things with um, TV shows or movies where you love it, but you can sort of still make fun of it, or it can still live in a different way in your head, and you're you can, you know, everybody can enjoy like Die Hard, and everybody can make fun of Die Hard for how terrible it is. Yes, or Top um, Gun, or Top Gun, exactly. Right. Hey, Die Hard is not terrible. I don't know I, if it is honestly. I don't think I've seen it since it came out. Top Gun is terrible. Top Gun's pretty terrible. 
Well, you just caught me because I I was thinking, what will straight guys know about? <laughs> and I haven't seen Die Hard. I don't know if I've ever seen Die Hard. And I was like, you know how Die Hard is good. <laughs> and, <laughs> total shot in the dark. And you caught me. Um, but yeah. And then John mentioned the one the one action movie that that straight guys don't know about. Don't only gay guys know about Top Gun? <laughs> oh, because I've it's the most homoerotic movie. Yes, sir. Ever made. <laughs> Goose and Maverick, come on! Oh my God, that movie is so terrible. Yeah, I, I, that's a bad choice too, because that's not good in any way. It's just straight out terrible. <laughs> Although I know that um, Top Gun must be bad enough that I've seen parodies of it, mm-hmm. like where where people like put it on as a, a stage play. Really? Um, so if the, and I've seen it mostly in L.A. I think like I think um, Tom Lank, that guy who was in Buffy. Um, he was Andrew. Oh, right. Yeah, he's awesome. I think he does he's part of a troupe that does like a um I could be totally getting the association wrong, but I think he does a Top Gun parody um with a troupe in LA that I'm not particularly interested in seeing. But if if it's ripe enough for parody on the stage level, it must be pretty bad. Oh yeah, it's bad. I well yeah, I hope he uses the uh Kenny Loggins and Berlin songs oh. in the stage production too. Oh god. Uh all right. Well, I like Wizard of Oz, by the way. You two don't Why? Like, I like it. It's fun. Fun music. She's she's fun in it. I like Judy Garland too, but it seems like she's more a tragic story than anything else. You guys should see if you if you seriously have any free time in your life <laughs> between now and the next 80 years before we all get downloaded and shot into space. Um I would like to suggest that you see the really bad television documentary or not documentary television dramatization of her life called me and my shadows or something who played her in it yeah this woman who's really actually a great actress judy davis i think plays her oh no shit she won like an emmy for it and um judy davis um there's this one scene that is burned in my memory which is judy garland had gotten fat later in her career and she made she always made fun of herself for being heavier or whatever and um she they show her like at Christmas in this gold bathrobe and it's quilted and she's wearing the worst fat suit you've ever seen and she just looks like like a raw chicken stuffed in a in a in a gold bathrobe and she's angry and she's shouting at somebody and you can just sort of see the makeup like stuck to her face and it's it's its own failure it's its own, it's a camp parody version of itself what was this from the 80s or something no, I think it was done in the 90s, actually. Maybe the late 90s. Oh, wow. All right, Judy Davis. Was that one of those, like, uh, Tony Danza things where uh, she, <laughs> yes, she had it was, to play a know. character named the same as herself? Yeah. <laughs> so the way she could respond. I, I will say Judy Davis uh, did a brilliant job uh, doing Garfield all those years. What? Never mind. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, right, right. His wife, right, Judy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, all right. Well, I will check out... Well, you know, we'll have to... You're not going to check it out. Uh, no, obviously, you're going to have to come back on at some point, <laughs> and uh, we'll, maybe we'll watch uh, A Star is Born. Oh, um, it's so good. And something else. Uh, that the we'll, Judy, this Judy Davis... Oh, yeah, the uh, Judy Davis... Biography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, Judy, A Star is Born ends in a suicide. Spoiler alert. Well, not Judy Garland's suicide, though. <laughs> Oh, 
uh, Barbara Streisand's thing. <laughs> well, Barbara. I didn't know. I didn't know Judy Garland and Barbara Streisand were ever in a movie together. It's really neat. I can't wait to see it. No, no, it was it was Chris Christopherson and Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Yeah, yeah. And then they, uh, they weren't a television show together. Ju- Barbara was on Judy's Chris, uh, TV show in the '60s. Super gay fact. True. That is. I, I would say it's an ultra gay fact. Really. I don't like Barbara. I don't like Barbara Streisand. You'll never, I'll never be one of those people. So, but you got switched for Judy Garland, so maybe you will for Barbara Streisand too. Mm, switched. <laughs> it's true. Maybe. Who knows? Right? It's the nails. I can't take the nails. That manicure. No, thank you. I don't like your politics. We're lefty. Oh, I know. <laughs> Living up in Malibu. Shopping those- mall in the basement. Really, bitch. Having those effects named after her. <laughs> the Streisand effect? Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? I don't know what yeah, it's it's when it's internet phenomenon. If, if you have something that you don't want publicized and you talk about it, it will be publicized even more. Because there's a picture of her house. I think it was on Google Maps, maybe, or some, some sort of site like that. And she tried to sue to get it taken off. And that picture got pushed, put in every story about the story. <laughs> So now when people complain about that kind of thing, they call it the Barbara Streisand effect. Oh, I love that. That's a good thing to be uh, named for, I guess. That'll be her <laughs> so legacy. We got started on the Judy Garland stuff. Do you not like Betty Davis, John? No, I have no problem with Betty Davis. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. You just wanted to go uh, to talk about Judy I understand Garland. Betty Davis a little bit more because she's so bitchy and, and stuff. <gasps> as, a, as a gay icon, I mean... Oh right, right. That's a whole episode. We should do a bit. We should do a Betty Davis episode, guys. All right. How does that sound, dudes? <laughs> uh, I'll be all over it. Of human bondage versus what? Versus what? <laughs> of human bondage versus what? Oh, um, what's the? Oh, I love the uh, Beyond the Forest. That's like her. That's I love that movie best. She's so, she starts off as like this sweet housewife and turns into a complete maniac. <laughs> Sorry, it's really good. Just like, but, just like most housewives. True. Yeah, yeah. She's always playing a housewife who's very like, uh, well, maybe not always a housewife, but she's always playing somebody who's nice on the surface and mean underneath, and I love that. John, can you do me a favor? Yeah. When you do the post for this episode, can you do the shotgun effect right after you say, just like most housewives? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, well, wait. Let me insert another one. Thanks. All right. Just move it up. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll move it up In a post. few seconds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah, I get I get Betty Davis. I, get, I even get, like, Bette Midler because um, she's got some of that same uh, bitchiness. Oh, I thought, and, I thought you were saying you got the two confused. And, and I... I only in bed, you know. What I mean? <laughs> uh, but you know, she's she also she understands the camp value of what she's doing. I think Bette Midler and and uh, I get that more. The Judy Garland seems, but as I said, I don't know enough about her. I think I've seen her sing a few schmaltzy songs, and I saw The Wizard of Oz. So you really you have got to um, go to that secret place where you can find albums. You know, on iTunes. That's, uh, <laughs> well, are you talking um, about the record store? <laughs> well, there's this this server that I'm John and I share access to. We share access to, and um, I can put that album on that that spot where we share things. Oh and yeah, 
it's completely legal, but um, it's an excellent um, album to listen to, especially around the holidays when you're thinking of Santa. And um, it's it, you'll see what I mean. Like we, it's the stuff in between. It's the it's the like when she's singing and like it's something caught in her throat and has to stop, and then makes fun of herself. It's just it's you love her even more. I will check it out. I I listened to uh, Lady Gaga. You shared with me. So what did you think of that? Um, it's called Art Pop, the new album. Uh, yeah. I wish there was more art and less pop. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought some of it was good. I thought the first song especially was really good. Yeah, what's that, Venus or something? Uh, no, Aura. I Aura, think. yeah. And then Ven- Venus was good too. And then and then there were some missteps with like the rappers and shit. Um, yeah, I didn't get that. Uh, I agree. Yeah, it was. It's okay. I just thought it was. It was very. It, it was still pretty conventional. I thought. Um, yeah. I was hoping for a little more, you know, boundary pushing maybe, uh, musically. I, I think. I don't think there's any way to push boundaries lyrically anymore. I don't think she's ever been about pushing boundaries musically. Yeah, no. She's always been like, I mean, think about her first album. It was like, I'm getting drinks in the club and this freaky whatever's following me. Like, whatever. Like, it's stupid music, but like, what was revolutionary was the way that she presented it with like, um, performance art, etc. And when she started believing that she was some performance artist, that's when people got tired of her. Yeah. I mean, not that that was the moment, but you know what I mean? Yeah, she seems more like a, a marketing person right on this one to me so yeah anyway sorry pat to sorry cut you out of loop on the lady gaga and this secret server (laughs) well you could you could come work with us and and you'd have access to this super secret server application was denied (laughs) well next time don't send your application to me dummy application to bceo (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah i've I've applied for that position numerous times too fuckers <laughs> mm. so clinical depression what's it got yeah. to do with judy garland we don't i thought this episode was supposed to be about the american music awards did not watch it me either i i uh didn't me neither i was watching the walking dead I I was watching uh, Bob's Burgers. I was watching my life slip away. <laughs> now we're back to the depression. Is it annoying? I, should, I probably shouldn't ask this question, but is it annoying that I laugh at you guys? No, although Pat and I do have a thing where uh, we'll just give away our, our trade secrets, Pat, where we found a way to uh, move the mic when we laugh, so it... You can't hear us laugh anymore because we used to. Oh no, I like it when Michael laughs though. No, I, no, I like it when you laugh too. I think when me and Pat just talk, I find it funnier when you can't hear either of us laugh when we say something uh, funny. Yeah, I can tell when you're laughing, like when I'm on the phone with you, like this. But I, I don't hear it when I listen back to your show. Not that I listen back, but um, I don't hear you guys take those breaks that I hear you taking now. That's just boring um, inside baseball comment, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever that means. No, I like uh, I like I like when other people laugh. I think uh, for Pat and I, we just we we kind of do things so deadpan. I, yeah. I find it even funnier when there's no laughter between. And us. I think when we we were really nervous when we first started doing it, and we were laughing at everything. A lot, yeah, too much. I mean, <laughs> My name was Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I laughed. Sorry. So it was really a shame. <laughs> 
I don't remember being annoyed by it. I've been listening to you guys since you started, you know, out of sympathy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's, that's how we. That's how we've gotten everything we've gotten in life, basically. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. So what else? What else we got going on? Uh. In in pop culture, we're we're done with the depression stuff, right? Yeah. Pat and I suffered depression. Uh. So. Mm-hmm. Send us money. Yeah. Please send us mm-hmm. money. Make I'd, us famous. I'm. I'm. And you're. But you don't still suffer from depression, correct? That's not like alcoholism or something. No. I mean. Sometimes I, I I think I just probably I don't know I can't speak for Pat but it's probably the same I think you just learn to rewire your brain a little and and think about things differently like I told you like a lot of times when something goes bad my first immediate thought is oh I might as well kill myself um, yeah it's weird but I I am able to get out of that really quickly now where instead of wallowing in it which is what I would used to do. That's absolutely true. And also, like, other stuff in my life went crazy, and that kind of pushed the depression on the side for some reason. Right. Because the other stuff is crappy, so. Hmm. In the end, it was good. Yeah. Great. I'm so happy for you both. Thank you. It's a podcast that cured me. (laughs) It's it's the uh, the, uh, podcast that drove me to the drugs that that helped me maintain a, a healthy... I don't even know what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, it's you've got Thanksgiving brain. That's the problem. I, I do have Thanksgiving brain and uh, Thanksgiving nutsack, unfortunately. Oh, God. <laughs> I was not expecting you to go there. So why don't we um, spend just a moment acknowledging Thanksgiving? And I'd like to hear what you two appreciate the most in the Thanksgiving meal. In the Thanksgiving meal? Mm-hmm. I, well... Uh, I do it with my girlfriend's family. Um, Excuse me? <laughs> I don't think I stuttered. <laughs> and they all have seizures, if you know what I'm saying. That must take a lot of gravy. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself. i got to stop doing that. I'm glad that uh, Viv doesn't listen to this episode. Jesus Christ, she's not going to now. <laughs> uh, no, we, we do it, and so we usually... Um, We'll do, like, non-traditional food. A lot of time we'll have, like, curry crab and stuff. Oh, wow. But uh, this year we are going more traditional. We're going to have ham, like a honey-baked ham, uh, which will be my favorite. Wait, how traditional where? Everywhere I've heard of is Thanksgiving they have turkey, not ham. Well, you're East Coast. I'm West Coast. As I've said, we're like a Tupac and Biggie. So we we do (laughs) ham out here, fool. I didn't know that. <laughs> that's true. People do ham here because there the aren't that, that many Jews like there are back east. You know, that's that's what it is. Oh, is that what it is? I have no idea. Oh, Jew- Jewish people can't eat honey baked ham. Not the they good, not the eat, ones that want to go to heaven. They can only eat the kosher ham, which is un unkilled p- p- pork. Oh, they just take a bite right off the snout. Right, <laughs> and the pig usually bites back, so most Jewish people don't have pork. Right. Well, I'll have to be more considerate next time I'm I'm having a Jewish friend for for dinner. <laughs> no more honey baked ham buffet. <laughs> the uh, oh, to be honest, I really like stuffing. I have to say, oh, that's what she said. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I I'm just shocked you said it before Pat did. All right, apparently I can't say anything about what I like about the meal. So, so you uh, like you like stuffing and you like um, uh, eating it eating with the family 
and um, crabs. And like, this year you're gonna like wait. What's the last one? Um, eating with had crabs. Yeah, where'd the crabs come eating, from? I heard crabs with the family. Somebody's got crabs, and there's um, honey baked ham. Which how can that be your favorite thing if you haven't done it before? No, I've done it before. I, I'm just saying. In, in years past, we've done the curried crab uh, for a few years, but we've also done you know more traditional stuff. Like ham. So you've done ham before. I've done ham, done turkey. Uh, at least we've got that resolved. Now, Pat, what are you well, most looking forward to? We don't really do a tradition. We do the traditional Thanksgiving meal the night before because on the day of Thanksgiving, my mom has a, a brunch where my uh, brothers and sisters come from the Thanksgiving Day Parade and then they go somewhere else for their turkey and stuff and we have like really neat brunch stuff. And that's good for me because I can't stand turkey. It's dry and disgusting. So I'd, my for traditional Thanksgiving stuff, I like mashed potatoes best. Oh my God. What do you eat for your brunch? Oh, scrambled eggs, a scrambled egg souffle thing that's really good. And oh, you guys go all waffles, out. Waffles, huh? waffles and... So you guys just go to IHOP, basically. For... <laughs> no, it's in the house. And oh, okay. IHOP doesn't have waffles. I said waffles twice. I guess you weren't hearing. It's not IWOs. <laughs> IHOWs. I love the idea, though, that you like recreate the IHOP experience at home. Like somebody <laughs> dresses as an IHOP waitress. and you know, well, That's my usually outfit is the, the IHOP waitress skirt. Throw some you get, cockroaches you some... in the kitchen. <laughs> some, put some bruises on your legs. <laughs> They're already there. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> what is your favorite part, Michael, so we can make fun of it? You know, um, as much as I hate that neither one of you picked something that I was expecting you to say, I also don't do Thanksgiving anymore. Like, we do breakfast, because um, I came from, like, the East Coast, and we would always go to Philadelphia, where my um, mother's family was from. And, like, there was this huge like um italian side of that family and so we would have um a ham a turkey baked ziti um lasagna um every italian dish ever known to man plus turkey and stuffing and mashed potato and all that shit and it was the most like like i think back and i'm like how did anybody like not burst from eating (laughs) that shit and now I like that's the last thing I want. I don't want anything to do with a traditional Thanksgiving anymore. And we, so we do breakfast on Thanksgiving morning, and we kind of have people over for breakfast. And that is kind of it. We don't really do dinner anymore. We kind of stopped in the last year or two doing a traditional dinner at all. I can and, see why you made fun of me. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Sounds kind of ghetto to me. So it's kind of white trash. Like, like my partner makes good biscuits. I know that sounds... Oh, hell no. Everybody loves uh, biscuits. Um, he makes good biscuits, girl. And, um, girl! <laughs> sausage gravy. Now, I don't really like gravy or sausage gravy or anything like that, but um, he people come over and he makes all that. And um, it's kind of the nice, like, let's stuff ourselves and then send our guests off to go eat another meal. Well, we sit at home and eat ice cream. Yeah, that's that's what we do. It's neat. No, that's good. I mean, I think uh, we're, I, I think we all work out, right? You you guys work out? I mean, I go to the gym. Oh, you do? Yeah, I know you run marathons and shit. Uh, well, plus I go to the gym. At? Yeah. You go to I some weird to, gym. I use that. I use that machine that it's like being on on the moon. Oh. 
Elliptical. The toilet? Uh, elliptical. <laughs> what moon do you go to? Stop <laughs> polluting our moon. <laughs> the elliptical toilet. <laughs> That's coming soon from the makers of the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> I so, saw something uh, uh, on a, a list of gifts of toys for Christmas, and it's one of those things that you potty train a kid with. But included on it is a little stand where you can put the iPod on, so the kid can learn how to be potty trained while playing with the iPod. I or yeah, iPad. I, I yeah, that's well. iPad potty. <laughs> that is the most horrible invention ever. The the iPod. <laughs> they they miss a marketing opportunity there. Well, I was gonna say we all we all work out. Um, so, you know, none of us are gonna be fat ass pigs. Right. Uh, hopefully, but it I do like that there is a day. Strictly devoted to eating a shitload of food. Yes. I, I appreciate it more now that I'm trying to be in better shape. That's Tuesdays, right? It's Saturdays for me. It's uh, it's usually payday for me, so every other <laughs> Friday. <laughs> so you you go off and use all your money to buy a bunch of paydays and eat them, ironically? <laughs> the payday bars? The chocolate, you mean? <laughs> They're not chocolate. They're peanuts. <laughs> I tried to say that with a lot of disdain, and it really didn't work. <laughs> I thought the payday bar was not chocolate; it was just peanuts covered in caramel. I thought that was Baby Ruth. Oh, uh, maybe you're right. Whatever it is, it's disgusting, and should just be thrown straight into the the sea. And if you're not close to the sea, just throw it to the moon. <laughs> I'm allergic to peanuts. Are you really? You're, you're one that. of those. Yeah, that's that's one another of one of those fucking up our flights now. Is it okay that I'm eating a peanut butter sandwich right now as we speak? Well, I'm getting a little scratchy. So if you could, uh, <laughs> if you could drink some milk or something just to wash that down. No, I. Uh, that's another one of my parents' endurance tests. You know, like, oh, well, let's 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 put you on this pony while you're eating this peanut butter sandwich and see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> just so you're like a a, a a sign that God exists since you lived through your childhood. Yeah. It's a miracle. <laughs> it's kind of a miracle. It really kind of is. I hope to God like none of my siblings would ever download this and listen. Not that they're smart enough to do that, but uh. I sent it. I sent it to all of them. Oh, well then, there you go. All the, think... all the Baltimore Morrises. <laughs> Thankfully, there's none. <laughs> so your your childhood was basically like living in a Skinner box. But like a hillbilly Skinner box, you know what I mean? It wasn't done like, it wasn't like done from an intelligent point of view. It was done from like, ah, buck up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like nobody meant any harm, but like it was always like, uh, uh, let's see if that's true. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Doctor don't know nothing. Like the first time I went to a doctor who like actually treated my asthma correctly, they were like, how are you this old? And nobody's ever treated you properly. Like they were like literally. They thought you like, were you, like one of those flowers in the attic kids or something. Yeah. You could see them dissecting like my parents and like, what the fuck is wrong with you people that you just waited this long? I shouldn't, I shouldn't badmouth either one of my parents, um, except that they were kind of stupid in this one um, aspect. Um, they just, they, like modern medicine, that sounds like city folk business. You know what I mean? <laughs> That that that's a remarkably uh, accurate Baltimore accent right there. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't add the hun. If I had said that sounds like city folk business hun, <laughs> that's more Baltimore. Well, that's the problem with all of people our age. We were raised by filthy hippies. Oh, or the enemies of filthy hippies, which was my case. Oh, yeah, my my parents did not like hippies. They were 
they were like you know that part of um god i'm gonna get in so much trouble if anybody ever listens to this that part of it's it's like in the south part of philadelphia john you don't know what i'm talking about but there's this whole like section that's a refinery and you look out towards the water towards the delaware river and you see like these big towers and they're burning (laughs) and it's like flames at the top and it's (laughs) it's like i think it's called chester pennsylvania it's like south of yeah Yes. Chicha, Wilmington, I don't know. One of those areas. They all run together. But is, like, is on the other side of the water Camden? or But it might be Chester you're talking about. Very, like, very poor area, very kind of dingy. Marcus Hook or something like that. I don't know it's, where Marcus Holy Hook shit, is. get to the point, Poindexter. The point is, my mother grew up, like, in this world where um, the, the beautiful view in the distance was the refineries burning at night. Um, so we're not talking about, like, brilliance or... Um, um, ambition. We're talking about you know a woman who um, wanted could barely, to get out. Yeah, barely get out, barely work a refrigerator, barely um, know what to do with four children, much less um, take them to the doctor. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to be sure to put your mom's name in the episode title of this podcast. Yeah, what's her uh, full so maiden name? Google. <laughs> Does she know how to use Google? <laughs> oh my God! Thank God, no. <laughs> I don't think she even knows about the internet. <laughs> that seems unlikely, really. <laughs> Let's just say I, I bought her. I, I went with her to buy an iMac, like back when they were like the little, the first ones. And then I think she replaced that once, maybe eight or nine years ago. And she still uses dial-up. So how she ever gets on the internet, I have no idea. <laughs> Wait, is is your dad still around? Oh no, he uh, he passed away like I don't know eight nine years ago. Oh okay. So she still lives in our huge like the house that I grew up in for the most part, you know, alone with a dial-up connection. <laughs> so it's pretty sad. Well, she's she's living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should not be talking about her. It's so gonna bite me in the ass one day. Well. <laughs> I guess I mean she's kind of living the, the dream of a Somalian, but still, it's still a dream. <laughs> Dreaming of the day she can go back to those beautiful refineries. Oh, I've lived past twelve. <laughs> I was thinking of a Somalian. Yeah, you don't hear many of them say that. Um, How do we get from Thanksgiving to this topic? <laughs> I don't know how we got from anything to anything on this mm-hmm. episode, uh, but it was still fun. Yeah. Um, I guess we should recommendations. Wrap it up. Oh, are we doing that on the bonus episode? Shit. Oh, uh, we don't have I, to. I didn't plan for it. No, let's do it. I like recommendations. Okay. Uh, guess goes first. Oh man. Um I uh I recommend the returned, which is a book that is released here. It's gonna be a TV show from Fox or something in the fall, but it is actually already been made into a French TV show and oh. is airing on IFC right now. Was that the zombie one? It's not zombies. It's like dead coming just, back to life. The dead just reappear. Oh yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah. And there's no explanation for it. It's just like this world where suddenly, twenty years later, this kid that you knew when the kid that died when you were a kid comes back, and no explanation. And suddenly everybody starts to come back, and it's this it's fascinating idea that um, sometimes the kids are coming back, and it's like the parents like maybe killed them. 
or something like that and and the kid doesn't remember how they died or what have you it's it's this fascinating concept without being like creepy scary zombies it's just like what if the dead came back and um it's i haven't gotten far enough in the book to know why it happened or what the reasoning of the book is but the french version although subtitled and kind of hard to follow is really good and i'm sure that the american version will suck yeah i'm sure it will too i want to see the french version i didn't know it was a book that's neat i i've heard nothing but uh, terrific things about the tv show so yeah there's two i think they might be free um prequel chapters that you can download on audible i'm a huge audiobook fan um and they're just like sort of setups like like self-contained chapters about somebody who just showed up and um what happened and that's what the whole book seems to be about from what i've read so far but very good all right uh pat i will recommend uh the 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 thing I sent you guys in the email since it's topical the you should read everyone should read hyperbole and a half it's oh, kind yeah. of a weirdo it's sort of webcomic but sort of this woman's just diatribes and it's fun stuff she draws weird things and has interesting things to say all right and I think she has a book out which I haven't re- looked at yet she does hyperbole and a half uh, I will uh, recommend uh, cows I think they're pretty fucking funny. I think if you are a person suffering from depression, if you can get out and just go watch some cows for a bit, it'll probably cheer you up. Um, so cows. One well, of on the topic, if you take a road trip, are you able to drive past a cow without doing anything? <laughs> without doing anything? I don't want to say what you do. I just want to. I just want to know if you could drive past them without doing anything. I mean, because I can't. Oh yeah, no, no, I can't either. I I'll at least you know do a try to make them think I'm shooting at them. I, I, I usually talk to them in their language. Oh oh I, yeah, I love doing that too, um, which is uh, Spanish, as we all exactly. Know. Uh, yeah, cows. Huh. How about that? How about that indeed? <laughs> all right, I think uh, we've we've had a good show here. Uh, I need to go I don't know about that. <laughs> well, we've had it. We've had a show, and uh, it was, yeah, you're right. We had a show. It happened. A long show. It was, it, yeah, it was something that occurred. Yeah. Um, Write us highly on Facebook. Write us on popculturecontinuum at gmail dot com, and that's all. And as always, go fuck yourselves. And thank you, Michael Morris, once again for coming on. I'm sure we're just going to keep having you back. Uh, until you take over the show. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to say good night to all of your listeners out there in listener land. Yeah, there you go. Good night, listeners in listener land, even though you're probably listening to this uh, first thing in the morning. So hopefully you don't take that too literally if you're behind the wheel. I hope you do when you're driving on the road and you fall asleep and kill three people. And maybe you'll come back. <laughs> Return, if you will. <laughs> all right. Uh, so... Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and uh, until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. One, two, three, four, one. Yeah.
Blow your brains out. 